not attempt to cross town. Leave the city immediately by the shortest route. Absent members of the family will rejoin the family after the they leave the The end was city. here. Nobody could stop it. But somebody named Morrow tried to help. With teams buried underground to help us survive after the end of the world. But something went terribly wrong. Instead of waking up, they lay sleeping in their tombs, unable to help. Some did get revived, and this is their story. The story of Tomorrow's End, Recon 17. Somewhere in South America, you guys have been training, a special training because your equipment has been upgraded from normal. There has been some discussions with Morrow Industries that they wanted to do some improvements. They've always been doing improvements ever since the whole project started in the 70s. That constantly as teams were deployed, improvements have been made. You guys have been testing a new run-flat system for your M1117 vehicle. So you've been out in the bush areas in basically jungle, running around with this big vehicle and trying to get a flat tire, trying to break it. So you guys have been trying to go over the top along with that, doing other things to get you ready for what is the expected climate for when you come back out of cold storage. While you guys are actually doing your training and you're out in the jungle with your vehicle overnight, in the morning the radio goes off and it's beeping that there is a message waiting. So <clears throat> have we decided who's our comm officer? No, who's got comms? Oh, that I, it's fetus. I'm sorry. It is William. Willie. All right. Let's see what the fuck they want. All right. When you uh, go, to the, go to the radio system, you look at it, and it is a text message that basically says on the screen, you can tell that it was a low-frequency text message, for, so it was a wild or a worldwide broadcast to all recon teams to check in as soon as you get this message. Recon 17 to base. Over. You hear nothing for about a couple of minutes. You try several times, and then eventually you get a signal back asking, um, What is your condition? Where are you, and can you make it back to your deploy base as soon as possible? Are you? Did you put on cans, or are you listening to the speaker? Obviously the speaker. All right, then you all hear it. So all are we right. all good, guys? We're all good, right? Yeah. Hell, we yeah. haven't been able to break this goddamn thing. We've been doing our best. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If anybody can get back to base, it's us. How long, how long are we looking to get back to base? You guys are about one hour out. Okay. If you do a full beeline, you can get back in in one hour. But you hear a sense of urgency in your dispatcher. Recon 17 back to base. We can get there in about an hour. Over. Affirmative. Please uh, run as fast as you can. We need everybody ready for redeploy as soon as possible. All right, let's load up, guys. There's no packing. We just throw everything in. Always give them twice the time that you need. So you look like a fucking miracle worker when you get there. All right, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, if I was an engineer, it'd be four hours. <laughs> All right, you guys pack up everything. You get in the vehicle, and you head right back. As you guys are heading back, the closer you get to base, you guys are starting to note. Well, first of all, is anybody on the outside up in the cupola? I would by be. the guns. I hate okay. being inside. All right. Is um, there anything coming over the radio? Standard radio? Oh, if you open up the standard radio comms, you hear a lot of radio chatter from base. That they're doing a whole lot of you yeah. hear you hear all kinds of chatter talking about moving things, loading things, and stuff like that. Yeah, the it, last time I heard this shit was Kandahar, and shit was about ready to go down. 
Something's going on. Do we have Do we have access to like a standard FM AM radios? Civilian comms, yeah. Yes, you do. You can start tuning into civilian comms, but you are in South America. Spanish. It's you got really, Spanish, really, but there's actually, not as many. It's not as dense as here, so you're gonna have to actually search for it. Okay. Yeah, I need a roll of fifth uh, below fifty. Willie, um, can you give him some of the here, short Here, use my dice. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know what they do. Fuck <laughs> us. Forty-nine. Oh, they love you too much. That is BS. <laughs> That's good. All right, um, you turned in, tuned in a couple of stations. One of them is just a regular music station. You go to the next one, and you found a news station that is talking about renewed unrest in the Middle East and Russia and Great Britain. That there is all of a sudden worries that either Great Britain or Russia are going to start a war within the next 12 hours. Oh, Jesus, Pete. Can find some Will. real news? That's always happening. Um, <laughs> so Will, get on some of the shortwave, uh, some of the shortwave uh, frequencies. Let's see what the ham radio uh, enthusiasts are saying. All right, let's see what we got here. Under 50. Zero, zero. <laughs> no, zero, zero? Zero, one. Oh, okay, because zero, zero, the radio exploded and killed you all. <laughs> zero, one, that is a success. You found the radio, <laughs> and you're able to tune things in. Um, he does not find anything that sounds out of the ordinary. Just um, You should hear some ham radio chatter, other things like that. It may be <laughs> like uh, Radio Free America is absolutely really strong here. But that French girl... With the ham radio, was right. really excited to hear from you. <laughs> As you guys get closer, oh, okay. Uh, anything else you want to do, Jake? All I'm doing is keep my eyes open and waiting and listening. Okay. <clears throat> Who's driving? Bear's driving. Um, oh, well, okay, actually, hold on. You had mentioned at one point in time having an NPC driver. Is that not happening? I, I'll drive. Oh yeah, I could do that. I oh, no. But I have brought up before: if anyone is ever bleeding in the back of the vehicle, I won't be driving. All right. Well, I, I do have drive also, so okay. we can... I mean, I, I can drive, but, but just, just... Oh, what, sure, what, hate what, for the Canadians. One of you guys is bleeding. So we'll have to rotate around. Hopefully it's not you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we're in real trouble. Bjorn, I think it's probably better for you driving. The uh, M1117 can take an RPG and have everybody inside be A-OK. Just one. No, I'm talking about who's going to drive it if he's bleeding out in the back and I'm fixing him. That, that's my question. That's all. Can you drive he could be driving while you fix him. Just as long as you don't put a tourniquet around my throat. Yeah. Damn, I wanted to try that. <laughs> tape tape to, tape to the controls. He won't let go. As you guys are, are going along, uh, <clears throat> so Hank is driving, and Hank understands the ur- urgency, so you're going as fast as you can to get back to base. Damn, there's a fuck ton of trees falling over as we oh, go. Oh, yeah. Jake, yeah. you immediately notice that you don't even have to roll for this. Um Low-flying helicopters just go right overhead and is heading towards base. At least okay, three of hours. them. <laughs> um, as far as you can tell, they're yours. You actually give me a roll. All right. So how am I doing this? Um, You're just doing a, a generic observe. I want to see if you get under 50%. Okay. So just roll my own dice, right? 45. Mm-hmm. There you go. You spot the Morrow Industries logo on two of the helicopters, and the third one is huge. As far as you can tell, that is a huge cargo helicopter. We're talking Chinook twin rotors? Yes. As you guys pull into base, you come around towards the gate. They're already opening the gate. Well, actually, the gate's already open because other vehicles are going in, and the the two guys, the guards, are uh, basically acting like traffic to have you go in. Okay. And Hank, actually, both, you need to roll, and 
Jake, you need to roll. Above 50. Or not above, yeah, below 50, I'm sorry. 32. I feel it. Hank, it's up to you. You don't notice anything because you were looking the other way. Hank, you notice that a C5A is landing on the airfield right now. Holy oh, the fuck shit. Did I that? shit. What the fuck is that? Yeah, they're ready for some large-scale deployment here, folks. You're being directed over towards the basically the huts where all the vehicles are supposed to be parked and for service. Prep the vehicles. Are we, yeah. are we armed out on this, you know, like live armor? You, Live you, rounds or we... you guys had some just for protection because technically you're not in a friendly area. If you did get right. run into issue, if you ran into problems and you were under fire, then you could shoot back. But you were under orders okay. to not engage first. Okay, I'm just making sure if if Jake had a gun, he'd basically you know de-ass with it. So you're going to just pull up where they're where they're guiding you. But the, actually, this depends. Do we have our stuff? Uh, no, you don't have, have everything in here. Okay. You don't have everything. Not a chance. I'm going to go to our barracks then. Well, you're being guided towards, pointed towards motor pool. And you see everybody else's. In fact, you see more vehicles here than you've ever seen on base. Ten to one, they're going to load most of the vehicles on that C5. Oh, yeah. I, I'm aware. I just don't want to have to carry all of our shit from the barracks to the, to the vehicle. <laughs> I don't think, I don't it's think we're, we're given a choice. Yeah, no, the GM will let you do whatever you want. You can feel free to roll and do whatever you desire. Hank, let's follow follow the crowd for right now. Let's see what's going on. Don't don't do it, man. I'll follow directions. Okay. So you guys follow the motor pool. You get close, and you're you're given told to stop and disembark. Hey, uh, private, private. Hey, what what? You got one of those little loading carts somewhere that I can uh, use to get some gear back to here? And there was about four. Oh, shit. Where are they? Uh, there was four of them here. They're all gone. If I get one, can I use it? I, yeah, if you can grab one. Oh, God. Am I Canadian now? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you better be sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Freaking Canadians are just invading. I, all right, let's see what I, they want. I parked park the truck. Yeah, you stopped. And yeah. uh, You parked. Hand, hand the delay the keys. I trying to find one of the little golf carts that are little da- there's, there's a the, golf the cart there that has five gold stars across the top don't do it hey, don't, do it. Take that one. don't do it <laughs> no you're looking for any of the push carts there's other guys no, push carts. they've always got like the little yeah like the little truck that's got yeah. basically it's like the off-road thing but the truck yeah. the four there's four. several of them there they're by other vehicles they're being unloaded things like that so if you would okay. like to borrow one let's see what they have to say first i try to find one that's mostly unloaded Okay. You're going to help them unload the last of it? And- okay. Oh, hey, thanks. Thanks, man. Hey, yeah, I'll help you unload it. I got I to gotta get a big shipment back here to put into our truck. Uh, whatever you need, I'll help you unload. Uh, I just need to be able to go grab a bunch of heavy stuff. All right. All right. I just I got to get this stuff loaded. So just, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'll help out. I'll just, While right. you guys are starting that, helping out, you see him going out trying to abscond something. You guys are, where are you two? What are the rest of you guys doing? Probably head back there, to our barracks. We've been back to the barracks trying to get my shit. Okay. As you guys are heading yeah, back to we, the barracks, everybody uh-huh. hears over the PA throughout the entire base. Basically, <coughs> the speakers kick in. All personnel, please report to briefing. All Motherfucker. Briefing. Hank, with this, man. Yeah, take that cart, Hank. All right, then we, I guess we head to... <laughs> right, well, I'll head to... I'm going to double time and throw their shit inside their truck. I'm going to take our truck. Take the wheels. They won't take your truck. And uh, take the keys. Park it, the key. park it outside our barracks <laughs> and take the keys. Okay. Okay. You're going to have to then haul ass on foot back. I have. I yeah. I can do this. Okay. We've been right. we've been training. 
All right. We're going to add the rest of us all as to the, to the uh, briefing room. We'll see the same seat up front. Yeah. yeah. I got you the seat, Hank. So, so if he's late, everybody gets to look at him as he walks in. Hey, and technically, badasses, man. as you all show ahead. up, everybody's basically filing in. You actually see some of the, the base personnel are hastily setting up chairs because they're not ready for this many people all at once. You see three gentlemen at the front of the room that are arguing over something of a, a map on a power on the projector screen. And they turn around as they see people start piling in and they immediately start fumbling and mute the screen. Can I uh, try to catch what was on the screen? How about an 11? Ooh. 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 <laughs> Doubles. It, it, it's, it's, everything. It's, it's an exceptional success. It's only two exception, exceptional successes, but they're exceptional. What you caught on the screen was what looks like Europe near the Russian border and everything else, and there was an awful lot of red. No, what did you see, man? What did you see? That was a border in Europe between Russia and Ukraine, or yeah. basically Ukraine area, and a lot of red. Fuck. Yeah. All right, we need to be... <laughs> a, a gentleman walks up to the a microphone in front. You, you see these the, the, the guys that are actually you can tell are higher up are still talking and they come up and he says all right you maggots i need everyone to sit down and shut up we're about to have a briefing afterwards we're going to deploy so be ready everybody's now taking a seat breaking up into teams you guys are in groups with the rest of the recon right behind you is a science team and over always in the back is the mars team hanging around uh, so i hope you guys got your personal allotment boxes filled yeah. i just got one or two more things and i'm good to go a gray-haired gentleman snaps up to the podium and the microphone and says, um, I don't really know what to say. 172 hours. 172 hours. To the beginning of the end of the world. It all comes down to today. Either we succeed as the only hope for mankind we are going to crumble inch by inch team by team until we're finished we are staring in the face of hell right now we can stay here and get the shit kicked out of us or we can fight our way into the future now i can't do it for you i'm too old i look around and i see these faces and i think I think I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man could make. I ended up in leadership. I want to be going on the mission with the rest of you. You know when you get old in life, things get taken from you. You're given a job as leadership for your experience. That's, that's part of life. But you only learn that when you start losing stuff. We are about to lose everything. Your mothers, your fathers, your family. Every single person you know is going to die. The places you know. The places are going to die. They will be long gone and lost to time by the time you wake up. But we have a mission. A mission that is bigger than any one of us. You've got to look at that person next to you. Look into their eyes. 
No, I think you're going to see someone who will go to the end of the world with you. You are going to see someone who will sacrifice themselves for the team and the mission. Because they know when it comes down to it, you are going to do the same thing for them. That's a team, ladies and gentlemen. And either we face the end of the world now as a team, or we get to die as individuals. That is our mission. The quartermaster will be handing out your dockets and deploy times. Godspeed to all of you. Willie, check to the quartermaster. I'm going to go load our shit into the truck. As always. All right, let's head over to the quartermaster. Okay. While you guys were in this meeting, the they were already loading vehicles. So there's already vehicles on. There's one C5 already leaving, and there's another one coming in already. The large helicopters are already being loaded as well. The smaller teams, they have smaller, just fast attack vehicles. They're going via the, the Chinooks. Okay. So you we'll, guys, probably, we'll probably load up for the C5, right? Yes. Yeah. You guys are going to be loaded out on the C5, not the next one, but the one after. So you guys have about an hour before you're in the air. Okay. Now, is the vehicle we're in also our, our one that we're going to be uh, put in? Yes, it is. All right. You know, we got that bitch spray painted up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's, With the flames, um, man. All the flames. All right. We need to get our crap. Everything's going yeah, in. Yeah. On, okay. So by that time, you guys get loading up all your, your vehicle. You're loading everything you can into the vehicle. So you guys yeah. are put, basically putting your stuff in there, everything else, just like you guys have been yeah. doing every single day for the past few years. Yeah. Because we live out of the vehicle, don't we? Yes. Pretty much. All the vehicles right. are loaded onto the next C5, and you're not. Uh, what? Yes. Vehicles are on the C5. You guys are on a, basically a 737 Max that's taking oh, all the shit. personnel out to the oh, same. crap. Oh, no. They fixed it. Don't worry <laughs> okay. about it. Don't lie to me. <laughs> Those fuckers never well, got fixed. Hold on. Hold on. Red card is a little it, we're bit not here. playing Traveler. Okay. A little bit here. <clears throat> Onto this truck that I have Absconded with. stuff on. I, I was going to look for extra things like blankets and pillows and shit from the barracks. And Oh, you were going to steal stuff? I was going to pack those into our truck. Okay. Give me a couple extra it, wool blankets, man. Is it really stealing, though? Toiletries, blankets, pillows. Did Fucking anybody notice? Paper, man. <clears throat> See? See? These freaking dice. 64. So no one noticed. So you, you were able to get... Four sets of whatever, and I'm not talking like four sets of. Well, I was just looking for guns. extra like blankets and pillows and okay. toiletries, toilet paper, you got soap, all that. Okay, you got four. You got four things of toilet paper, four um, blankets, four pillows. If I'm gonna wake up in the Enough apocalypse, I Thank need to make you. sure I can wipe my. He ass. grabbed those green scratch scratchy blankets. They're really scratchy. Those are the shitty wool ones. <laughs> Hank, you Just fucked us, man. Sheets, man. I got sheets too. Grab some hey. sheets. Like, yeah, but he I got, got toilet got paper, man. Is it two ply, Hank? Please tell me it's two ply. Whatever was in the barrack. Oh, it's fucking one ply. It's oh, it's, on it's one ply with with extra spikes and. Hey, better than sand. I don't know. I think I'd take sand. Fetus, you joined the Air Force, didn't you? So oh, no. <laughs> all of I packed my own fucking toilet paper, <laughs> toilet paper, though. So you guys, yeah. you had enough time to to steal all that stuff and stuff it in the truck, and then you guys put your gear 
inside the truck. The truck was loaded. You guys are loaded onto a, uh, onto another jet. When you land, uh, basically, you guys now have a five-hour flight. All Morrow people. When you guys are on the flight, someone comes along with duffels and hands them to you and says, where you guys need to go, you need to not look like military. Everybody needs to take a turn and change their clothes. You're handed a duffel with street clothes, and you're supposed to put what you're wearing in the bag. I stripped down right there because I'm still wearing fucking underwear. So, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> no, we've, we've been training. All, we've been training all this time. Fuck it. I'm it's not going to wait really, for anybody to. Yeah, if we're all moral people on the plane, I'm just going to drop trial yeah, there. And I change. don't care. Okay, not a problem. Everybody changes over to street clothes, and you guys land in Florida. Ooh, the Sunshine State. Let's go. Let's get my tan on for Miami, a couple hours. Orlando, Tampa. You guys land in Avon Park. I thought we just left this place. Oh, that was Bolivia. Not much difference. All right. You guys landed at the old military Air Force Base in Avon Park. The good old Chair Force Base. That's right. That was Air Force, and I even give them shit. <laughs> well, have you seen their uh, their goose avoidance procedures lately? Tell it to be very yeah. firm towards the <clears throat> goose. The um, the large air uh, airstrip at the Avon Park Air um, Air Force Range. It is now Morrow Industries' location because, well, the government lost money. They sold the base. The base finally got sold back to them or tomorrow, and it's been being used as a staging. Now, you guys are told that you need to head north because south of Orlando and Kissimmee. Just kiss me already. And kiss me. Um, south of Orlando and, and, and yeah. In Kissimmee. In Kissimmee is a facility that you need to head to. Everybody, absolutely everybody does, and there's buses there. Oh, hey, yo, you can get on my bus. I'm not getting on your fucking <laughs> bus, Canadian. Yeah, fucking Canadian. The, <laughs> so you guys will be going on regular buses, and these buses look like that, you know, some of them are, are dressed up to say, like, you know, Disney Cruise Line and stuff like that. Incognito. So that they, exactly. Uh, question. Hashtag not a sponsor. Any um, C5 land here? It. Yes. You guys see on the other, the big long strip, there's, there's C5 there and vehicles are coming off and going onto semi-trucks. Incognito semi-trucks too. Hmm? Incognito semi-trucks, loading them inside of them? Well, they, it won't fit inside. It's okay. too wide, but they're tarping everything down. And what looks like, and this is what it looks like when they do that. Not only is the truck on there with tarp down, but on the front that looks like that there's a, a cement telecommunications uh, underground cistern. It, like They're going to be going burying stuff, things like that. So it looks like that they're loading all kinds of things onto these. <clears throat> Shit, those are boat holes. Yep. I don't want my bolt hole to be riding next to me the whole way. Mm-hmm. I want it already in the freaking ground, man. Wait, you said bolt hole, right? Butthole? <laughs> Which you prefer? <laughs> No, it's what you, would you prefer? <laughs> Do we keep our duffels? Yes. The little duffel that they handed you, they you keep. Now, I have a question. Who here tried keeping their sidearm? Me. Well, I don't recall anyone asking for it, so I'm assuming that I still have it. Yeah. And, and the... So, well, that, that, oh, no, he has hold, nothing hold, to hold on, hold on, Mr. 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 Game Master here. No one actually specifically asked us for it. So if you're going out into civilian world, I are can you hide packing? it. Concealed carry every day. What's, pro- what's and, protocol? And we'll, well, what are we, you what are we your firearm. It depends on the current state of so, the social nature of the country. Back during the first Gulf <laughs> War, everyone came back with their weapons unloaded on the plane. 
Um, just a few guys, and everybody always thought that it was a running joke with the other podcast. Those dice. Suck. The guy poked his eyes out. Thank God. <laughs> I got to I keep my gun. <laughs> Actually, okay, Someone you came by that was twice? higher rank, and mm-hmm. he went to salute with a pen in his hand. okay uh tim do you need me to roll twice because in addition to my morrow uh, sidearm uh he rolled a hundred okay jake's (laughs) jake's carrying a okay yeah he's jake could carry two rpgs (laughs) it was at this point that the goose flew out of the sky into his face (laughs) those darn canadian geese jake gets off the bus with the gatling gun from an a10 no, he, he rolled 100. So yeah, we're 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 done there. Thank God. <laughs> Good. He didn't see the prostitute I'm taking with me. So you guys get off the bus. Um, they take you to the facility. Basically, you see people going in one of these doors, and it looks like it's just like a regular Medi Center. About how far of a drive is it? There's. You guys were actually in the vehicle uh, in the bus for about an hour and a half. When you guys get out, it looks like you're going into a regular Medi Center, and there's like regular cars around. But when you get close to the cars, it's obvious to you that. These are not, these are cars are like gutted. They're just not. It's staged. Yeah. It's all staged every bit of this. So from a distance from like the road, this looks normal. Where the building is just looking around, how built up is it around it? It's actually looks like it's more of an industrial area. <clears throat> when you guys, and it looks like it's um, from the outside, it looks like it's a three story office building. But when you go inside, it's not an office building it is a facility it's it's a full like tall ceilings they've got cranes inside everything else and as soon as you guys go back go in it's no longer any of the hey how you doing it's now back to business they're pointing where you need to go you'll see a team go forward and one of the one of the guys there in front of them points to another direction the whole team goes that direction when you guys finally get up there you're looked at looked at what's your designation Recon 17. 17. 17 to the left, fourth door. Go. Thanks, boss man. <laughs> we going right? The Michigan left? Okay, so, he's, so left. he's a second lieutenant. Okay, Butterbar. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, sir. Fourth door. Here's your map. Fourth door. <laughs> and the compass. Now we have to One, trust two, that he can three, count four. properly. He can't count to five, so it's okay. <laughs> okay, be that way. So you guys get to the fourth door, you enter. And it is a medical room. You see the basically Man, like a doctor's tables, shots. things like that. Oh, all kinds of shots. There is a couple uh, of nurses there just we pointing. We probably at, would have had them before we went down to South America for training. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of good things down there you don't want to get. Mm-hmm. So the, there's a couple of nurses telling you guys to just go ahead and sit on the different uh, the beds. Or if you want to sit on the tables or not the table, the, um, the chairs next to them, that's fine. The doctor will be in shortly. This room is large. Doctor. Dita. Are we, the, or is our team the only one in here? Yes. You guys are the only one. Any team in this place has room from what you can tell. It's not just four. It's what? You don't like the Canadian looking at you? It's a spy poster up on the wall, guys. Just so you know, there is a oh, Canadian. Oh, you need a driver. <laughs> damn Canadian's freaking me out. Man. <laughs> it's, there's yeah, there's you know. room for 12 people in here. There's only you. There's so only some teens can be as large as us. 12. As, as the doctor like that comes fucking in. fucking Mars team. Right? Uh, yeah, some numbers. Yeah, but teams. they need 12 of them to be able to count to eight. Well, I mean, yeah. half of them are going to die on the trip anyway. Well, they need 12 of them to do the job of us. Damn recon. Keep eating all the crayons. 
Crayons are for Mars. They're good for <laughs> lighting. Observe. All of you. Observe. Yeah, you're doing a observe. You're just looking around the room while you're waiting. 49 out, out of 50. Oh, wow. Dude, that's pretty damn good. William, you notice that there's some beyond the beds. There are several what look like containers to you. Well, look, guys, there's a cryo tubes down there. Jake. Oh, yeah, we're going on ice. <laughs> yeah. You you absolutely spot that they're, they're the tubes. But, mm-hmm. Hank. Yes. They're not the ones that you know that we use. So, because I, I rolled a 33. Those that's look, like six successes. That's a critical success, right? Those look. But he's got medical. Different. And that's the Oh, he's thing. medical. Okay. Yeah, different. Yeah, I okay, try different to context. see why they're different. Okay. What's, what's so special? special about from what you can tell there the tech does not look right it looks far more advanced than anything that you in the medical field were trained on experimental because you were you guys specifically trained on it that if you needed to get somebody out how to get them out without killing them and you're looking at this one going you're not 100 percent sure if it's the same procedure hank why are you confused man what do you see down there? You're going to go inspect it? These aren't the same pods that we trained. Yeah, I go down and inspect Okay, you them. go down there and inspect, and you flip open the side panel where you expect for the controls, and instead of the rows of buttons and the uh, the LED display, there is a full, basically what looks like to you, a 7-inch tablet inside there showing all kinds of data, and right now it says deceased. Uh, I don't like that um, word. Well, yeah, probably I'm not because there's nobody hooked up to the leads right now. As you start looking at it, you can actually pop it open if you wanted to. It's, it, yeah, I'm going to pop it open. I'm going to play around with this thing and try okay. to get used to it before we get put into it. When you pop it, you're used to have, hearing all of the, the, the locks release, and then you have to manually lift it. This one, when you push that button, you hear them all pop, and then you hear motor whine as the lid lifts up. Almost like a scissor door. Witchcraft. Okay, only thing I'm concerned about, is there a manual release? <laughs> Oh, you'd have to well, look I'm around. About is, can I roll to see if I observe a manual release? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll you definitely got be looking for how to get in and out of this thing. Is anybody else getting a distinct alien vibe off of this shit? No, I don't have any. Okay, I need you guys to look really close at these eggs. <laughs> no. <laughs> Pass. I've seen alien enough times. Do you have an electronics? <laughs> yeah. You, know, you don't notice anything obvious on the outside, but you do notice that there's a couple of hatches on both sides, on the left-hand side of the tube and on the right-hand side of the tube. Are you looking inside? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking this thing over completely. If you look inside, you notice what looks like... Do you have any aircraft training? Aircraft? Probably not. you have any aircraft have training? No. Quick question. Is there, besides us, were there nurses or doctors? There was two nurses, but they went back to go get the doctor. Okay. You I'm guys in, are currently alone. I'm going to keep um, an eye on the door just to make sure if someone comes okay. in... Jake was a pathfinder. He's been on aircraft. I don't know if that helps. Ah, he has parachuting. Has, <laughs> has Jake ever been near fighter aircraft? Uh, he has probably seen them. Okay. Yeah, if, close. I mean, Jake, you, then, they, mm-hmm. you notice that about where the head would be, there are two handles that are red and yellow striped. The fucking ejector seat. Motherfuck. That's how I, don't, I don't want that. No, it'll probably pop the it'll probably pop the the glass off. Um, so all of you are very enthralled with these things because you first of all you guys have never seen them before. Hank has Hank has Hank has ter- trained on these things and he looks concerned because he hasn't trained on these. Hank, 
that what yeah dude uh, what's wrong it's like somebody took the ones that we were trained on and upgraded them like by 20 years worth of tech and made them like a fighter plane so it went from like the 70s to the 90s no it went like from the 70s yeah. to the 2010s bjorn the door is opening go up hey wait and see who comes in uh, it's a, a older gentleman very tall very thin gray-haired um yeah doc what's uh, up doctor doctor give me the news <laughs> are you guys ready oh you guys are looking at my babies uh, yeah, these are a lot newer than the ones that, that I have been trained on. What are the emergency procedures for releasing these? Oh, it's very easy. You don't have to worry about that kind of stuff anymore. Everything has been completely automated. If there's no. anything that no, I've learned in my medical career, is not to trust the reliability of medical equipment. He flips through a couple of charts and he goes, um, you're Colin, right? Yes. Well, you've got, I see that you have the training here. You can completely understand this. This is... This is the next level. We're dead. But all of the normal releases for emergency release are not here. This is a touchscreen instead of the old analog button. Well, of course not, because if they were exposed, they could get damaged if the main seal of the bolt hole was compromised. Everything is sealed. This is IP66 stuff. But what if the electronics fail? Oh, then you just reach on the handles right there and pull. Okay. Yeah, because I'm going to wake explosives up. Explosives fire, and the the whole lid will come up. How about for external activation of the of the bolts? Oh, all okay. you need is a screwdriver. You release these four right here. You release the seal. You're going to have to cut through the wax, and you can act, get if access he's to the mechanicals. In the pod and can't pull his emergency release. What is the quickest, most efficient way for me to get him out of this pod? Well, right here on the touch panel, you scroll to this Without third power. menu. Oh, there'll be power. There's more power here than you'll ever need. Without power. Please, just humor us. Yeah, humorous. Assume that assume that everything that could go wrong has gone wrong, and two or three other things as well. Let's assume this fetus is zero power. There is a hundred years worth of power in these pods. You guys are only going to be down for twenty. I'm fine. Wait, wait, wait. 20. So you want an emergency I, release? I, I I I will place my trust completely in your technology, but I need to know how to get them out if there is no power to do so through the touch panel. So while they're while the doc is showing uh, Doc <laughs> Yard Doc um, Hank how to uh, get out get us out, Jake is also watching that just as an emergency. You know, it's like okay, maybe in case I have to get somebody out. Maybe like Hank. That would be a good one, wouldn't it? After the doc says for 20 years, I get a confused look on my face because I could have swore they said we were going under for three to five. Well, with the situation that's going on and some of the new information, we were. Were you guys briefed? We were briefed before we got on a plane. Yeah, uh, the briefing the what? briefing went. Shit's about to hit the fan. We well, get did, out. That's fine, but what classification of that? Did you guys give? Did they give you a classification? No, no, no. They just said we were one of the last things to go under. This is everybody's mission has been extended. Okay, the grunt in me is saying I better fucking get back. Sure, why not? I'm double my (laughs) money at. But no, okay, extended. Assume we haven't been read in on this, Doc. Well, depending on your clearance, I can't. Come on, Doc. We're obviously this is something we need to know. Hazardous situations have. Arisen and new information has been 
Doc, we're reconting. This is something we need to know. If we woke yeah. you in three years, you would be dead. All right. How many nukes and where? Uh, the nukes are... N- Do any of you have secret clearance? Yes. Yes. Uh, what, are, what are our actual clearances? Did anybody have any extra? Doc, we're recon- we, we have the clearance. You got to... Things are rushed yeah, so hard. Because he's been handling uh, Marl gear. Uh, TSSCI. If you need to take me to the side room, it's okay. If anybody had any clearance levels that can under that can hear this, it would be you, Colin. Which, by the way, to the listeners, Colin is Colin's name, and everybody calls him Hank. We gotta we gotta kind of flip back and forth on that once in a while to remind them. I just Colin, talk to the doc. I am talking to the. Can doc. you, gentlemen, please? Um, William, William, Jake, come with me, please. We step away. <clears throat> yeah, we'll. The rest of the crew will step away. Reminding ourselves that we the, are still uh, armed. As they, as they leave the room, I, I look at the doctor. I'm like, our briefing in South America was rather rushed as we were being loaded onto planes. They, oh. they were not very detailed in our... You're the South American deployment team. You were rushed out of, the, out of there for two reasons. First of all, we have to get everybody in the ground as soon as possible, which you probably have already heard. The other one is South America was in even more eminent danger. Now, did you get any briefings at all after that? No. With your clearance levels, you should have, or at least I, from what I assume, because you're awfully familiar with our technology. Nothing other than do you want peanuts with your beverage. A new situation has been discovered. The upcoming hostilities and possible nuclear war is not the problem. That is a minor annoyance compared to what we're going to have to deal with. Dare I ask what makes that a minor annoyance? Have you read any books... Um, Oh, do you know what a hammer fall is? A rock. A very big one. Really? Are we talking extinction level? Probably total extinction level. Nobody knows about it except for some very top level people at NASA. You do realize that's going to have us waking up in the middle of an environment we may not be able to recover. Which is why we're moving you forward 20 years. 20 years. 20 years. Still probably not enough time. An extinction level event could probably have us... Still waking up to a wasteland that's going to last oh. for possibly a hundred years after. Now, if not, we're thousands. talking about the worst case. Our scientists have looked at it, and they believe that there is a good median that everything will be fine, and we're only going to lose maybe only seventy to eighty percent of the population. If it impacts where we think it will, most of Europe and the eastern half of the United States will be untouched. But then that's mathematics, and things can change. It's a long-range out. Nature has a way of doing whatever it wants. This one's big enough that nothing can be done, and with the current climate in the world, we couldn't get anybody together anyways. It's been kept very quiet because all it will do is cause a panic, and there's nothing that can be done about it. The only thing that we can think of doing is just following the mission. Kind of uncertain about this one, but trust the understand. technology. <laughs> trust the fetus. Yeah, trust me, guys. It'll be great. What you talking about? You Walk do, back into the room. You do realize he is closely tied into the technology, which makes me a little uneasy. Wait, it's my lifeblood. Anyways, we're getting distracted and we don't have time. I need all of you to get your physical, and you need to be injected with the initial dosage. He's right about that. Fuck. Doc, how bad does this shot hurt? Ever had two teeth pulled out at the same time? Yeah. 
Yeah, my wisdom teeth. Yeah, it's not as bad as that. With or without sedative? Well, we can't do a sedative. The sedative will mess with the, the antifreeze. Not as bad as the 16-gauge needle they're going to put into your arm when you go into the tank. You won't feel that. All right. I'll close my okay, eyes look, and pretend it's a tattoo. And shit, so. so the nurses come back in. You guys sit down. They go through the procedure. They poke at you and everything. And then they put this liquid basically from a very large... It, it looks. It's not like a, an old traditional syringe. It's like the actual... Like the autodot guns. The big gun where they hit you in the shoulder? The air injector. The or big the butt? In, yeah. yeah, yeah, the bigger one. injector. Mm-hmm. Fat, twice as large. So it's like shoulder mounted. Is this really necessary? Well, yes. if you want to wake up. Fine. Hit me, right. Doc. So they hit you. They said, okay, we've hit you with the concoction. You guys have to wait about 30 minutes. If we see any problems, we're going to have to pull you. But we shouldn't see any problems. Your genetic makeup came back to saying that you shouldn't. You will feel a little woozy. That is fine. We're going to get start getting you prepped. So everybody needs to get into what you want to wake up in. Um, you don't have any Lamborghinis here. This concoction, has this been adjusted any for the extended stay? Oh, no. This is just to make sure that the freeze is good. And this is our, my latest. This one, I, we've used it on dozens of people and I haven't, haven't seen many reactions. I don't like that term many, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know if you start seeing double or hearing things like your everything in your hearing starts going up in pitch. That's really important. If you smell if you smell fudge. So mm. basically, you've got your BDUs that are in the bag. You guys can get ready, be deployed basically to get in there. What because how you're going in the tube is how you're waking up. So they didn't take our pistols, did they? No, no. No, no. The guy is still running around with a pencil stuck in his eyeball. Guess Thank what's God. going into the tube with me? <clears throat> My pistol's going yeah. in. Yeah, I think, we all, I think we all of ours are. Back, back carry. Lower back. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm laying lay on against a pistol it. for... Right, lay up against I'm You're going to lay against that for decades, huh? We have about a half hour. you got a half hour. Uh, the nurses come in and out. They check vitals and things like that, but they keep uh, encouraging you to get moving. And if you want to... You can get comfortable in the tube. Hey, guys. I, I go, oh. go up to each of them and I whisper. Also, yeah. All right, fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to put one on either side. I think <laughs> quick discussion while we have a little time. Our mission has fully changed. Yeah, it definitely has. You I don't think. I mean, we're, we're waking up an extra 20 years. I can't tell you about it right, but it has changed. A million times in the oh shit factor. Just just wait for it to just close the thing and say, just a minute, I'll tell you in a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the nurses come back. They've got some other, they're wheeling equipment. And they start wheeling this the big cart right next to each and every single one of the tubes. The doctor comes in and he's starting to push some buttons. He's lighting up each one of the tubes. And other than the one that you already opened, all the other ones are lighting up opening. And he's pushing some extra buttons that now you guys hear a low-frequency rumble from each and every single one of them. Oh, great. We get a cryogenic massage. Okay, uh, time out. Hold on. Uh, what is the layout of this tube? Do we see our vehicle anywhere or access no, to No, no. Not hmm. at all. Because there, I, I wasn't sure what the bolt hole arrangement was supposed to be Are we be in like. the bolt hole or are we still in the med facility? We're in the, the med facility. In the med facility. So, oh, oh, so we'll probably get frozen and then rolled in there or something yeah. like that? Okay. Uh, so, yeah. As I just asked, Doc, since this doesn't look like where we're going to be... Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure. No, no, I wasn't sure. If the, no, the no, 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 no. We, we freeze you here and then we... Because okay. this way, if something goes wrong, we can get you back out. Okay. Just want to make sure. You all went through your 
extraction training, right? You guys should have been through at least 20 times simulated wake events. Oh, yeah. Yes. Lots yeah. of those. Yes. Not on of these. Of course. Not on these, but the older version, yeah. Actually, you never were in a tube tube. So you're just in the medical facility. These things, these tubes, obviously, they're on wheels and things like that. So they're starting to wheel equipment in. The doctor comes in and starts lighting things up and saying, you gentlemen ready for your nap? All right, Dr. Freeze. Let's yeah, see what goes on here. Let's put you on ice. He's not German, is he? Now I need to redo the whole damn thing as Arnold. You guys climb on the tube. The nurses stick you with the needle that goes in your arm. Ow. Yep, that hurts. And when they start firing things up, you just start feeling cold. Oh. Basically, while things are closing, you can feel the nurses are putting things in with you. It feels like cloth or whatever like that. And everything's as when it closes, you start losing focus. You start falling asleep as everything basically goes into full tunnel vision. Tell my mother I love her. Tomorrow's End is played with the Morrow Project version 4.0 game system available from Timeline LTD at www.timelineltd.com. We also use, with permission, the ambient sound collection from tabletopaudio.com. Check them out for a ton of ambient soundscapes for your tabletop RPG sessions. Until next time...